Hi everyone, it's Father Eric Ma. Uh, I just came out of seeing the premiere for the new Batman film uh, directed by Matt Reeves. And so it was kind of a little sneak preview situation. So I just uh, saw it on a Thursday night. And so I just want to share a couple thoughts about that particular film from a Catholic perspective. So not a technical review as per usual, but uh, just again, watching the film from a Catholic perspective. So uh, that's what we're going to do. And as per usual, major spoiler alert. So I guess the first thing that comes to mind after having seen the film is that it's not the Batman film that you might expect, right? And so uh, Batman films, as you probably know, especially in recent years, they have a lot of elements of, of action and humor. And, and this Batman film is, is not that, right? So it has um, neo-noir elements to it, certainly a really strong detective element to it, um, shades of like, you know, uh, murder mystery, Zodiac killer type films, uh, and even a horror element to it, right? And so uh, I know that if you've been watching the ads and the promo stuff leading up to the film, you might think you are ready for it, but um, you're not really, right? So when all those new elements hit you in the context of the film, uh, it does take you uh, for a bit of a shock, right? So uh, i just be warned, right? At the same time, though, I think that's a really good thing, right? Um, certainly, you know, in terms of my particular showing, I could tell that people especially weren't used to the pace, and so I, I suspect that a lot of people won't like the film for that reason. Um, one guy, for example, at my screening, he um, fell asleep, actually, and he had to be woken up by his friend on a, on a number of occasions. But, um, you know, more to the point, in terms of the spiritual lesson to be learned here, uh, I think it's really good, actually, that this generation especially, um, you know, going to see a Batman film uh, gets to realize that sometimes you got to take things slow, right? Um, sometimes you got to take things slow. Sometimes you have to let uh, things kind of play out because, you know, that's that's life, right? In terms of like, you know, God's providence and discovering the beauty contained in ordinary life, sometimes you can't discover the thing in, in, in sort of one quick moment because, um, you know, the, the beauty and richness of life is not like that. Sometimes things, again, just have to play out over a long period of time. And, and also kind of along the same lines, if there's something which, you know, isn't necessarily what you expected going into the thing, that's not necessarily a bad thing too, right? A lot of beautiful things in our life uh, come to us in unexpected packaging. So just to be um, aware of that, right? And so certainly uh, the new packaging of this new Batman film reminds us of those, you know, key lessons with regards to receiving the gift of life. Now, in terms of the actual film, though, there's a couple of scenes that kind of stand out. And so um, I just assume that you know a bit about Batman mythology, but if you don't, kind of a quick recap, right? So Batman, his his alter ego, his alias is Bruce Wayne. It's uh, supposedly this, this playboy billionaire type situation, although the playboy element certainly doesn't come through in this particular film. It's very it's very dark and, and, and heavy and, and dramatic, right? But uh, anyways, um, Batman becomes Batman after Bruce Wayne's parents are killed. Um, and so basically, you know, Bruce Wayne's a boy when this happens, and he's basically raised by the family butler, um, Alfred Pennyworth, right? And so there's a scene kind of partly through the film where um, Alfred is recovering from, from these serious injuries. And so he's in this, in this hospital bed, and, and Bruce Wayne is there, and they're having this conversation and stuff. And they're reminiscing about the past. And basically, Alfred, um, he has this really um, emotional moment where he basically says to Bruce, and I'm sort of paraphrasing here, but he says to Bruce, you know, um, I, I tried my best to take care of you, but you didn't really need a caretaker. What you really needed was a father. What you really needed was a father. 
And again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing that particular interaction, especially that line delivered by, by the Alfred character, but it's really striking in terms of what it reveals to us about the nature of fatherhood. So it doesn't expound upon the idea about what fatherhood is supposed to be, but at the very least, it, it kind of says what fatherhood um, is simply not, right? It's To be a father is not simply someone who is a caretaker. He's not someone who simply provides uh, food on the table and like, you know, lights in the house type thing, right? But um, there's something about fatherhood which is um, really important for the healthy development of, of kids, right? And so you, you bring it to the spiritual realm, like what's the really key role in a certain sense of fatherhood? You're supposed to, to the best of your ability, um, you know, through the mediation of your fatherhood, um, let your kids know about the fatherhood of God. And that's why, you know, fatherhood in terms of like families and, and greater society is such a big deal, which is, is why we need to protect it so so fiercely, right? Um, and, and more to the point, to have a proper notion of what fatherhood actually entails, right? So um, just to give you one point to make it kind of concrete, like, you know, fathers, quite apart from being simple caretakers, they need to um, make their kids feel secure, um, not just in terms of physical security, but but emotional security, like I should feel um, safe um, around my father. I can I can be vulnerable around my father. I can express my, my hurt and my pain, and my father will help me through those things, right? Um, if kids grow up in that environment, that, that changes them enormously uh, for the better, obviously, especially when it's done again with this particular mindset that I'm meant to represent uh, the fatherhood of God to my kids. In any case, another scene that kind of comes to mind involves the Catwoman character, played by Zoe Kravitz. So, as you probably know, the new Batman in this film, he's played by Robert Pattinson, and um, throughout the course of the film, Catwoman and Batman, just like in DC Comics, they have a lot of um, romantic tension, if you will, right? And so, uh, without going into a whole lot of detail, the Catwoman character wants to exact revenge on one of the chief antagonists uh, in the film. And there's this key moment where she's kind of standing over him with a gun, and obviously she wants to shoot this person. And Batman uh, restrains her from the back, right? So it's, it's a physical restraining position, but at the same time, it's an intimate embrace. And while he's holding her in this way, um, he kind of speaks to her in, in her ear, right? So basically, the way the dialogue goes, um, he's again, he's restraining her, and she says, um, you know, someone's got to pay, basically, for what this person has done uh, to me and, and to others, right? And he responds in a really interesting way. So what he says is, you've paid enough you've paid enough, right? Implying that, um, you know, you're, you don't want to make yourself continue to suffer and pay for the sins of this particular individual. And, you know, in, in this little dialogue, this exchange highlights the nature of something really important about, um, about forgiveness, right? So a lot of times, I think the reason why we find it so hard to forgive is because we perceive it as like, you know, I'm letting this other person off the hook, right? And so, you know, what this person did to me and to other people, like, you know, by forgiving this person, it seems to be saying that the hurt or the harm that was caused didn't matter, right? But you got to realize that forgiveness is about you. Forgiveness is about you, and and perhaps more to the point, it's about your relationship with God, right? So I can forgive someone quite independent of the person who has hurt me. Like reconciliation, that's a different thing. That requires the other person who has hurt me to take a full inventory and accounts uh, of, of the harm that has been done and, and have, on top of that, this great willingness to make reparation for the harm and the sins which have been committed, right? But again, going back to the original point, forgiveness is, is, is not about the other person. 
It's about you. It's about your relationship with God. Am I willing to entrust to God this messy situation? Can I give to God um, my hurts and my pain and my thirst for justice, trusting that he'll take care of all these things so, so I don't have to? And when that happens, then I don't have to continue to pay the price, if you will, for the sins of this other person. I can just let that go, let go and let God and allow my heart to be free and continue to live my life. But that brings us to the climax of the film, right? And so uh, if you've watched any trailer for this movie, um, one of the most exciting parts of the trailer is when Batman basically first appears, right? So he appears in the midst of these um, these villainous clowns, I guess. And one of them, you know, approaches him and says, like, who do you think you are, right? Or what are you supposed to be? And Batman gives him like a classic beatdown and at the conclusion of which he says, um, I'm vengeance, right? So anyways, um, at the climax of the film, you know, well, again, without going into a whole lot of detail, there there's a situation where Batman is fighting off all these different kind of minor villains and they're they're wearing masks, right? And so basically, uh, Commissioner Gordon, who of course is one of Batman's great allies, he unmasks this one guy and says, like, you know, who are you? And that person in a you know, with a devilish smile, he looks at Batman and he says, I'm vengeance. And it really stops Batman in his tracks because he realizes that, you know, even though he wanted to induce positive change in the, in the context of, of, you know, Gotham City, um, he's actually had the reverse effect, right? And so, um, you know, the idea is that, you know, because his, he's been all about violence and, and vengeance and, and revenge and all these different things, um, he hasn't made things better. He's actually made things worse. He's inspired people to answer with sort of an answering violence and, and just to kind of, you know, he's, he's promulgated, if you will, um, this this idea of of violence and, and a physical assertion of one's will throughout the course of the city, again, making things worse as opposed to better. And so um, it's kind of interesting that in the very next breath, there's a situation where um, he, he does this heroic act. Again, I don't want to go into a whole lot of details, but um, he does this thing. He could, you know, he could have been killed doing this thing, but he's not killed. And then he falls into this, this great body of water, which, of course, is emblematic of, of baptism, right? So death, the old sinful self and like, you know, reborn to new life. And so he emerges and he emerges with this new attitude, right? So it's not just like him, like beating up the villains. It's, it's him wanting to actually make things better by being helpful, right? So there's all these people and they're, they're in this, this sports stadium, right? Anyways, you got to see the movie. Um, they're in a sports stadium and, and they're, they're in need of help. And so after emerging from the water, after being reborn, if you will, um, in the image of Christ, um, instead of being this, this thug, basically, you know, he, he goes up to these people and he extends a, a helping hand, you know, and at first they're reluctant to, to receive his assistance, receive his love. But then one person takes a chance and another person, and he basically leads him, them out of the darkness right and so you see that actually so he's carrying this this flare and this crowd follows him and so like he, he's he's showing them the way he's showing them the light if you will right and so uh leading himself out of darkness and by extension leading other people out of darkness and what's interesting is that at the end of the movie, um, Batman sort of sums up this great change which has taken place in his heart through this really climactic monologue. And so throughout the course of the movie, he's been making a bunch of different monologues, which is kind of interesting for a Batman film. But this final monologue is really striking, right? Because again, it summarizes the, the transformation and conversion which is taking place in his very being, right? So um, basically, just to paraphrase, because I'm just kind of going off of, of memory here, um, he, he says, you know, essentially that 
I want to bring about change and I, I feel like I did bring about change, but it's not the way that I expected, right? So uh, it was not through uh, the seeking of vengeance, right? But rather it was, it was by realizing that people are hurting people are hurting it. And basically, um, you know, in, in recognition of that, you need to do something to give people hope. And he doesn't really spell it out um, so explicitly, but basically what he's suggesting is that what gives people hope is is sacrificial love, right? Sacrificial love. And and what he does go on to say, though, is is he talks about um, scars. And he says, you know, scars can continue to harm basically a person long after the wounds have healed. So you have to be mindful of how you deal with your scars. And so kind of alluding back to um, his childhood, how he worked through his own woundedness um, initially for the worse, but now hopefully for the better, right? And so, again, going back to his origin story, when he was talking to Alfred um, at that hospital bed, basically what he said was that, you know, in the aftermath of this conversation with Alfred, he kind of realized that um, his, his greatest fear was, was experiencing the pain of the loss of a loved one, right? So, you know, back in the day, the loss of his parents. And here's what's interesting, like his, his fear of reliving that pain um, was was so great that he was willing to just bury his 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 fear um, with with anger, with violence, with the search for vengeance, right? By by uh, trying to exercise a sort of a uh, monastic stoicism and, and you know disciplining of, of the emotions. Um, but you know, eventually, what he comes to realize is that you know you, you can't live like that. You can't live like that. You can't um, constantly live in fear. Uh, so much of, of a thing that you know you you basically lose your soul, right? Um, you have to live with with heart, right? You have to become a person of love, um, because that's that's the only thing that really transforms, right? Uh, love is the only thing ultimately that transforms the world, right? And so it's not anger, it's not violence, it's, it's certainly not not vengeance. And, and Batman he comes to realize that by the end of the film. And so when I think about this film, I, I think how interesting is it that it comes out during a season of Lent. When we too are called to reflect on our own mortality, our own humanity, our own our own weakness, um, and so just to kind of borrow the language of, of Bruce Wayne slash Batman, uh, to look at our own wounds, to look at our own scars, like how have we processed these things? How we process these things in a Christian and, and redemptive sort of way? Make no mistake, right? Like when we go through life, all of us uh, are going to get hurt, right? It's just the the nature of living through a sinful, broken world. But but the point is, you know, do we do we kind of work through these? wounds and, and scars with the Lord, such that our wounds become um, redemptive and salvific wounds, not unlike the wounds of the resurrected Christ, right? And the idea is that insofar as we're able to do so, that again is what brings healing in the context of the world. That, that is what inspires people who themselves are working through their own woundedness. So just a couple of things that kind of came to mind while watching this film. And um, I got to be honest, um, even though I, I, it was not what I had initially expected, I'm, I'm kind of chomping at the bit to kind of see it again. Anyways, God bless.